Hello! Welcome back to another episode from the Dungeon Boys. The Dungeon Boys is a group of seven friends who are going on some D&D adventures. This is the Dungeon Boys' first campaign, Stardust Echoes. Stardust Echoes is a science fiction, high fantasy, homebrewed Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition adventure. This podcast is intended 1000% for mature audiences only, because as you all know, we say fuck a lot. As you probably saw, this is our 10th episode! We can't thank you enough for staying tuned this long and enjoying this adventure with us. We hope that you continue to stay tuned because it's only going to get better from here. One quick announcement before we get to our awesome team's introductions. If you caught episode 8, you would have met the lovely and devious Smiley Pirate Gang. Two of the characters from that episode were actually named by our patrons. Oh. So big shout out to you, Ashley and Victoria. We super appreciate you being early supporters of our show and giving back to small creators like us who have a dream. And it's people like you who honestly make it a reality. Phantom Thornflute and Merit will forever be a part of this exciting star system and world because of you. Goosebumps. Merit. If anyone wants to learn more about our Patreon um, and the amazing loot you can get there. Let's go. Stay tuned until the end of the episode where we will be chatting about it more. Thank you, everybody. I love. I actually love that part when she's like Merit, and Lindsay's like, "Is it all you say?" Like a fucking Pokemon. <laughs> but enough of all that. Now on to introducing the boys. Tell them who you are, boys. Hi, I'm Anthony. I play Grayson, Cato on the Dungeon Boys first campaign, Stardust Echoes, which is the campaign you're currently listening to. So you already knew that. Uh, fun fact about Grayson is that he's a spicy Pisces. What? Can we change it to our signs instead? I like that a lot. (laughs) Um, But hey, Anthony, I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you even know what months constitute a Pisces? I'm pretty sure it's February. He's going to create this fandom about Grayson, and people will be like, dude, is Grayson's birthday, like, February 26th? Because I thought, like, on episode three, how he reacted was very, and he's going to be like, yeah, mm-hmm, absolutely. <laughs> you keep going with that. Yep. And it's canon, too. Here's a fun fact about Anthony. Anthony doesn't know jack shit about the Zodiac Yeah, I was going to say, so. you're lucky, you're Ooh, lucky right. as shit, because it's February 19th to March 20th, so you're lucky. Oh! Hey everybody, I'm Dylan. I'm playing Temple, the Warforged Monk. Uh, Temple may have resistance to poison damage, but poison does make him really drunk. Mm. Good to know. That's a fun fact about your boy. Oh, sh- and now shit. the DM will write that into the story. <laughs> Hi, my name's Ellie. I play the um, Artificer Cobalt Pants on Stardust Echoes. Um, a fun fact about pants is he doesn't like to sleep in actual beds. He prefers to sleep in boxes with explosive shit. <laughs> it feels a little safer there. What's going on, everyone? My name is Grant, and I play Kathal Tarash, your golden dragonborn barbarian. A fun and interesting fact about Tarash is that he is currently training, or has been training for past few years of his life for what's known as the Valtzum Nautical. It is a race on his home planet of Notuv, where you race around the entire planet. Really fucking crazy challenge, because the whole northern hemisphere of the planet is water, and the whole southern hemisphere is lava. So it's a whole big race, and that's why he's a 
big strong boy and whacking whacking shit. Hell yeah. Hey friends, it's me, Lindsay, coming at you live, playing Six the Tabaxi Rogue, and a fun fact about her is that she has daddy issues. Hi, my name is Arland. I am playing Valen, the winged tiefling warlock. Um, fun fact about Valen. Well, I don't know. All my facts are kind of sad. Um, so I guess my sad fact about Valen today is uh, he actually <laughs> is, grew up ashamed of his horns and uh, was made fun of as a little kid and attempted to cut them off at one point because he wanted to fit in more. Oh shit! I was pulling a Hellboy. Yeah, yeah. That's some that's some emo ass tiefling shit right there. So this is gonna be this is gonna be fun character facts except for Arlen's balance. It's gonna be <laughs> sad facts. No, sad facts. facts. My sad facts. <laughs> so you're just um you were typecasted for this role, right, yes, sir? Yes. yes. <laughs> the role chose me. I was born for this role. And now the Dungeon Boys proudly present. Episode 10 of Stardust Echoes. Last episode, the team made it back to their ship to find many of the repairs they were in need to have already been done by their deranged AI unit, Jigalda. They inserted their newly found Odin crystals, but alas, spirits were low as they still needed a few more to get off the abandoned planet. Temple decided to take charge and send a distress signal out just in case there were others on this planet listening. After getting in the personal time and reflection they needed, they decided to take a much-needed long rest. When they awoke, there was a reply to their distress call coming in the form of someone else's distress call. It was pinging from off the eastern coast, which happened to be the same direction as the mysterious tracker they were looking for. They decided to make their way towards the distress call. They eventually stumbled upon a huge military ship 300 feet out into the ocean. As they looked up at this ginormous ship, they realized that they had yet another challenge to face. Uh, yeah, Temple pulls out the raft, uh, I think, pulls the ripcord on it and kind of tosses it uh, into the shallows. Before, before we head out, uh, Valen wants to, is going to do something. He's going to fly up a little bit, about 20 feet. Um, and I'm just like, I'm going to, I'm going to just, uh, check, check, check the surroundings real quick and I'll fly up. And then I want to kind of make sure that there's like no one following us, that there's no, no, nothing afoot. No shenanigans. Roll perception. Natural 20, natural. Actually, no, natural one. I want to take a shot. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Um, that's 18. Fuck. (laughs) You know what, Grant? Treat yourself. Take a shot in. Treat yourself. (laughs) Treat yourself. (laughs) Valen, you notice that there are footsteps, footprints, uh, more towards like the brush area. Uh, Can I see which direction they're going? Or they're kind of all over. They're humanoid. 
Okay. Um, I fly down, and before we head out, um, I tell the team, like, hey, um, just a heads up, um, there's uh, some footprints back over uh, this area, you know, just, just so we're aware. I don't know if you want to check that out before we get on the raft and whatnot, but it's up to y'all. It's just, let's just get our missions done. I think that's what we got to do at this point. We're already burning daylight enough as it is. All right, yeah. It didn't seem like it was coming toward us or going anywhere. It just looked like it was just kind of like running around in circles kind of thing. They looked humanoid? Looked humanoid, yeah. Hmm. Okay, yep. Temple uh, pulls the pulls the, the release cord on the raft, steps back and watches it unfurl, uh, steps inside, is ready to start paddling. Is there a motor on it? Nope. Uh, before I, I step inside the raft, I give the horizon behind us like one last kind of look over to see if I can see anything in the general direction of what Valen saw. The brush kind of waves in the wind. Roll perception. Nine. Um, no, it just looks like the wind's agitating the brush. There's nothing really there. Yeah. Dora hops into the, uh, the life raft and grabs a paddle. There's no paddles. It's just a raft. Sick. <laughs> Looks like we're gonna have to. Some of us are gonna have to swim and push. Valentine well, takes some of the rope and uh, kind of attach it to the front, and then like wrap it around my waist a little bit. And I'm like, all right, Toriash, I got an idea. If you're okay with swimming, I got no problem with swimming. You saw me diving into that ice cold water earlier. All right, so you're gonna grab onto the back of the raft and just start kicking, and I'm gonna fly forward and pull us toward the ship. Let's do it. I, th- I think. What about that? Would that would that be enough for us to? propel us without having anyone else have to get wet. Yeah, I would even say that once you have momentum, Torash could probably hop in and because you're in water. The only thing is you got to get past the waves. I'll push I'll push past the waves. Okay, so the team kind of takes off into this raft and pushes out Torash. Roll a constitution saving throw for me. Ooh, saving throw. Good. That's a plus five. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Torash rolled a nine. Water kind of splashes in and your throat starts to burn <coughs> as you cough. And it's going to take you guys about twice as long now to get to the ship because he didn't get the full push in because he kind of started drowning. And so Valen can still pull it and it's just going to be slower. What, what was it? How long is it going to take us before? <laughs> uh, like probably like 45 minutes. Okay. Temple can't get wet, right? Uh, he could probably get a. Uh, he's water resistant, not waterproof. <laughs> he can't submerge. Yeah, he can't turn his lower half into a propeller. Yeah, okay. That's, that's what <laughs> I wanted from you. <laughs> I, I could have made some paddles if we found some wood or something, because I have, like, the right tool for the job, but we're already out there. Oh, I thought we had. Okay, never mind. I think I assumed we had paddles. Nope. Because I, I feel like a safety raft would have something. <laughs> paddles attached. Nope, just floats. Nope, just floats. Yep. Um, so you eventually get to this, you look up and it's like, duh, duh, this giant ship sticking out. Like you guys know when you stand next to a really big building and look up and you're kind of hum- feel humbled. That's kind of what you see is you, you see this giant ship above you. Um, and there's like rungs and there's like wreckage that you could probably climb up, but there's no like entrance on this side. The entrance is sticking up about 50 feet. Long way up. Valen is holding us close to the ship. Perhaps Fidget can can carry the rope up to the up, the, up to the top. Oh yeah. So Pants pulls out his rope from his little satchel, and he's like, "Okay, Fidget, I'm gonna tie this to your body, and you need to fly up to that door and tie it onto something." And he go and 
Pidgey kind of gives like a little mechanical squawk and then starts to fly up. Okay. Yeah, he, um, right where the door would have been, there's like a big bar connected to it and Fidget kind of loops the rope around the bar. And so Pants pulls it really tight. He's like, great job, Fidget. And he starts to crawl up. Um, okay, do a strength saving check for me. God damn it. I have a minus one. I'll, I'll float by Pants in case they fall. Oh my goodness. Pants will survive. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, I forgot that I have noodle arms. Pants is like, all right, cool, fish it, and just goes, dee, 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 slips his hands, starts falling backwards. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna catch pants. Go ahead and roll dexterity uh, with advantage because Torash is underneath you guys too. <laughs> you guys were just all waiting because you knew it wasn't gonna go well. I am not a dexterous boy. Hey, neither am I. <laughs> That's eight. I rolled eight. <laughs> so Valen holds his arms out and Pants just goes right through his arms. Oh shit. <laughs> like down. And now Torash, you roll to catch Pants. Oh, uh, I do want to do a just straight dex check or a dex saving throw. Because if with a saving throw I have the danger sense and I could roll with advantage. Nope, just straight dexterity. Okay. You see this you see this all happening. No one cares about little pants. We all care about you. Oh, that was close. Ooh, that was almost a one. Uh, Taurus rolled a 19. There we go. Taurus perfectly catches pants in his hand, like bride style. Hey, little lady. He, like, puts his hands on Taurus. He's like, thank you. <laughs> Heart emojis from his eyeballs. Aww. You saved me. You saved me. I got your pants. Thanks. I forgot I had, I forgot that I had noodle arms and I'm not very strong. Maybe somebody, I should just. Hop onto your back, and you can climb up the row. I think that's a better idea. Great. I'm going to roll something here. Well, that's never a good time. That's <laughs> never a good time. Grayson smells smoke, and because he's the only one who has a high enough perception for this, and looks around, and Inferno Jones is catching the raft on fire. Oh, <laughs> oh sick. <laughs> Grayson, Grayson sighs, seeing this, being the only one to see this currently. Grayson sighs, picks up Inferno Jones, just wordlessly hands her to Six, and then just starts, like, scooping water into the raft to put out the fire. <laughs> oh my gosh. The water, the fire goes out, but now there's a super low whistle of air that's continuously coming out of the raft. Well, better get started, Torash. Let's, let's get up there. Uh, let's, uh, we gotta get up there. Okay, roll strength saving. We should have taken the second raft, shouldn't we? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Uh, Torash rolled a 10 for a strength save. You make it. You make it to the top with pants on your back. Shouldn't somebody patch the raft if we're gonna take all the effort to save it and tie it to the, since it'll be... Deflate. Yeah, do we have a patch? <laughs> Who's got a patch? No, our artificers got got carried up already. So nobody's got a patch. I don't have a patch. I don't have anything to patch it. So would I have some bullshit? Let's look. I had the option for to pick up mending, and I thought about it, and I was like, no, I don't need mending. What do I, what do I need oh, to fix? Oh, I have mending, <laughs> guys. I have mending. You're already in. You're already in the ship. Um, that's fine. Um, can I can I fly her down? Can I fly a pants yeah. down? If if pants lets me you know that you can also do it when you get back if you want. Yeah, but there might be no air in it because it's seeping. That's true. <laughs> I'm gonna fly up. This is what this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna fly up, 
and be like, um, um, well, it's looking like uh, there's a hole in the boat. Um, we might need to fix it before we go. I think actually, Fidget could do could use mending. Oh right, Fidget. I'm pretty sure you can do most of your stuff through Fidget. Yeah, pretty much. Fidget's like your extension of your arm. Go, Fidget, go. Why don't you just? I'll fly Fidget down, and he'll just mend the little boat real quick. Hell yeah. Yeah, so the the tear is not longer than a foot, so Fidget can mend it, and so you see this little bird kind of come down, and then um, just like press his fucking squarish like body, and just like ah, <laughs> it like gl- it glows for a second, and then it mends. Um, and yeah, and good job, Fidget. Hey, he flies back up and sits on Pansy's little shoulder. That's the first time I ever used mending. Good job. Six. Are you gonna climb up the thing? Yes. Go ahead and roll. We're going to do strength saving. Oh. Strength saving. It's like the gym and the test at the gym where you all have to see That's how literally what you're doing. You it's because it's a rope. That's exactly what's happening. Plus, I feel like I don't use saving throws enough, so here we are. Six roll to 13. Yeah, you make it up. Can it be athletics then? Because that seems more like a skill check than a saving throw. Yeah, you can do athletics if you want. That's fine. I'm just doing it because you're literally like floating. There's like water spraying on your face from waves. You're like swinging on a rope. Sure. Got to hold on. There's a barking puppy. All right. Temple grabs the rope and follows six up. Temple rolled a 10. You make it. Sweet. Bitchin'. All right. Grayson will follow. Uh, Grayson rolled an 11. You make it. Hell yeah, thug. As soon as uh, um, Six gets up there, I'm going to hand Six um, Inferno. And I give her a big, steamy kiss that burns my face a little. (laughs) (laughs) So you all heave yourself up onto this open door-like platform and look down. You see your raft bobbing in the waves about 30 feet below you. And as a team, you walk inside the ship and have a moment of vertigo. Because the way the ship was sticking out of the water... You're actually walking along the walls of the ship. So the what would have been the floor is now to your right. And what, have been, what would have been the ceiling is to your left. So kind of after a ooh, moment and adjusting to that, you move forward. You see this ship is a complete wreck. Puddles of water have formed everywhere. Chunks of seaweed hang off broken pipes and wires that are spitting out from all sides. And as your footsteps echo along and you feel the temperature drop, you also faintly hear the distress call that you had received playing over and over and over again. Repeat, ZR, unclassified mission to Tarrant 19. We we are waterlogged, send assistance. We crash, classified mission. Is it play, is it playing like in the speakers of the ship? No. It sounds like it's coming from a different room. Okay. I try and I go out and try and follow where the sound is. Pants, you're still gonna be on my back or Yeah. Alright. I'll keep pants on my back. So yeah, you guys walk along um towards where the sound is. There's certain like doors you hit and you look through the poles and it's completely full of seawater. 
So parts of this ship are completely drowned. Like whether, no matter how the pump's working, even though it doesn't seem logical, like this part's higher, it's still like some parts are full of seawater, some parts are completely open. And you kind of trudge through. And eventually you get to a pair of doors that you can kind of see inside. And there's a big lump of tons of like broken parts and like wires and all this stuff. But you see a, hu a human hand kind of like laying out, sticking out from the parts. And you can kind of see through it, through these closed doors. Well, that's ominous. And that's where the noise is coming from. Okay, gonna approach. The torch is gonna try and open the doors. Okay, roll strength for me. Mm, I guess it's the same, by the way. There we go. Torch rolled an 18. You open them, and you hear the sound instantly stop. You see a lot of broken parts, and like I said, there's this big pile of stuff. And coming from that pile of stuff, you hear the voice that you heard on the, the speaker say, Please help, but it's the exact same way it was sent to you on the ship of the ripple so it's not like the person in there is saying please help it's like you're hearing a copy of that message coming from this pile of junk that says please help but it's super distorted well that 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 doesn't sound right i think temple walks forward to inspect the pile i think you would hearing something even a machine voice calling for help i think he's gonna naturally want to approach grayson would follow behind him, staying about like 10 feet back. Um, kind of rifle unslung, just kind of ready for something bad to happen. I'm, I'm gonna stay back by the door, um, hand on my pistol, kind of ready. Torish is gonna do the same thing with the sword, he'll just have it like near his hand. Yeah, as you walk closer, Temple, it keeps repeating, please help, but it's really distorted. Like, please help. Like, it's like just plain. And as you look at the arm, you notice that the skin looks like it's drowned. It's like bloated. So it looks like, like, you know, when, when yeah, it's like bloated and like waterlogged. Water yeah. And it's just like I said, in this pile of parts, like there's like wires, there's parts of the hole, just like this giant combumble of stuff and this body's like buried in it. Combumble. Help is here. Uh, Temple kneels down and starts to move parts away. Wait, wait, Temple. Temple, wait. If I know anything from a, being an avid collector of crap, that kind of <laughs> looks like an avid collection of crap. I don't think we should mess with that. <laughs> <laughs> One could define any being as a convoluted collection of crap pants. There it is. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Tem Temple resumes uh, pulling away loose parts. Temple gets down on his knees and two of the wires shoot out and wrap around his biceps and it starts to try to drag him into the pile of crap. I shoot the pile and we're of crap. Gonna have <laughs> everyone I shoot the pile of crap. Roll initiative. We're going to have everyone roll initiative. Ah, let's, go. let's go. It's a good thing I have step of the wind I can disengage from pretty much anything step of the wind my god yeah. what is that it's some monk shit dude it's some monk <laughs> shit dude <laughs> do you remember in fraggle rock the fucking trash heap lady yes that's what this is man memory unlocked 
So first up in initiative order is six with pants on deck. So six, you see these ropes wrap around Temple, his glowing orange eyes kind of reflecting as he's being sucked into this. Ah, no, friend, please release me. I'm sorry, Temple, did you just call that big fucking pile of shit your friend? We're trying to, we're trying to help you. (laughs) Please, no. The tiny portion of Six's heart that still has empathy ignites and she sees poor Temple being sucked into this trash heap. And even though he wakes her up early in the morning, (laughs) she decides to move towards it. And can she try to slice the wires? Try to slash both wires at the same time? Yeah. So you're trying to, you're basically trying to disconnect Temple from his bonds. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Go ahead and uh, roll to attack those wires. With my daggers, probably, right? My daggers. My daggers. Okay, so you rolled a six and a ten. Yeah. You go in, and as you get closer, the whole thing kind of shifts. And kind of like comes towards you and it, it kind of throws you off because the metal is like clink, 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 and it gets closer to you and um, you miss one. But then the other one, you're able to get one of them. So one of them you're able to cut off. The other one doesn't hit. OK, so go ahead and roll damage on that one. So I'm still grappled, but one of my arms is free. Yeah, she rolled a five. OK, and you do get your sneak attack because temples right next to you. Oh, OK, so then I have ten. The wire whips back, but then it kind of looks like a waving, almost like tentacle that's like posed like a cobra, like it's going to strike again at someone. And then at that point, you hear. Captain's log. The team seems nervous upon colliding with a serpent type entity in the upper app. Please send assist. The thing kind of reshifts and you see a foot fall out from another side of this pile. Like it drops to the floor, it's attached to it. It's still attached. It's like it shifts and you see it kind of like slip out, but you can just see it's basically like this metal thing has taken these people in. Gross. I'm gonna do the cunning the um cunning action, the diseng I'm gonna disengage. As your bonus? Yeah. Of course. So yeah, so pants you're up, Valen is on deck. Pants is um on Torash, I think, on his shoulders. Yes. So Pants sees Temple in peril, and he pulls out his crossbow, which is imbued with repeating shot, and he just goes ham. Oh yeah! Pew pew pew! Pulls out his crossbow and he goes. (laughs) Oh, Pants rolled a a fifteen and a ten. Yeah, so Pants pew pew like these little shots come out of your uh, your crossbow as you sit upon Torash. Why they sound like pew pew? I guess they would. Sorry. They're small. Widow crossbow for widow man. Gunk, gunk into the metal of this thing, and it actually um, just kind of absorbs both of your crossbows, and they disappear into it. And I will go ahead and add your damage that you did. Uh, I'm going to use fidget. Bonus action. His debut, his battle debut. Um, so Woo. he can do a... Uh, melee rend attack so his force empowered rend i've made it so he take he condenses what his his shields thing that he does into a beam 
from his little tiny mouth. Ooh. And so I'm going to make that kind of aim at the tethers that have Temple. Okay, so there's one left. So Temple's shoulder has kind of ripped back from six, getting one, and then there's this very taut one. So as Fidget's wings come together and <laughs> pew! Why is everything so cute with you? Sorry. Um, <laughs> this little beam shoots out and, I think and I go just ahead and roll. roll from that, right? Sorry, I'm so slow at the going at it. You don't have to be sorry at all. This is just to have fun and Plus figure out the new, game. New feature. Artificers are weird. Yeah, yeah it's a it new out. thing for you. They're so weird. Don't. Don't worry, Ellie. I have a lot of questions about some of the new subclass shit that I want to do too. So, so close an eighteen. So yeah, you. This beam goes right on the thing, and it kind of snaps back. And now these two tentacle arms are kind of waving these like metal pipey wire concoctions. Um, and Temple, you are still prone because you're on the ground, but you are now free from this Yay! creature. Nice. So you kind of fall back on your metal booty. Are you staying on top of Torash's shoulders? Yes. Cool. And then it's going to be Valen's up with Torash on deck. Valen is going to move about 10, 15 feet to the left of the room to make sure that there's not really anyone in range in his in his way. Yeah, Valen will be um, casting Hex. What a warlock. Um, with that, I'm also going to use my action to, uh, use my Eldritch Blast. Um, so as you, as he kind of like, he's going to kind of like do a like little dart, a little dart to the right and then extend his hand out and he's going to try to hit this creature. Valen rolled the two. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's an eight. Oh, it's an eight, uh, with my spell attack bonus. That hit. Woohoo. Oh, okay. This boy doesn't have the best AC. <laughs> a wad of body parts. Go figure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So gross. I feel like Pants is going to be psychologically damaged after this. <laughs> yes. uh, and then did you roll your necrotic damage for Hex? Yeah, the necrotic damage was the five. Five and then four and then the additional four. So Valen, if you kind of see out of the corner of your eye, you see like a green reflection on his wings. Because his hand, the stone glows and bam, 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 he just fucking it starts and you just see parts falling off parts. But as he hits it, you hear again this mangled throaty call of someone say, I can't, I, I, I can't stop bleeding. They sent me on this damn mission. I can't believe it ends like this. Cool. Dead space as fuck. It's awesome. Yeah. It's <laughs> so good. And uh, with that, Torash is up with Grayson on deck. Go, Torash! Go, Torash! <laughs> <laughs> fuck him up, buddy! <laughs> I'm going to kind of turn my head to, to Pants on my shoulders. Be like, Pants, do you want to stay on my back? Because I'm going right into this. Fuck yes, let's go, buddy. <laughs> Time to shine. <laughs> So, as a bonus action, I would like to go into a rage. Yes! Tell me about it. What does it look like? I love when you rage. Can Pants feel it, too? Can you, like, just make Pants feel yeah. it? <laughs> so, so, as I, I ignite my, my lightsaber, and, you know, again, as I said, it's, like, about literally two, twice as long as Pants. Just the blade itself is about twice as long as Pants is tall. Um, it's about foot-ish, foot-ish wide, so it's it's a big fucking sword. As that happens, you just feel 
you just kind of look and you just kind of see his the claws of his feet just kind of like just slowly crack into the floor below beneath him and pants as you kind of sit on his shoulder you just feel the back of his shoulders just get hot and you just feel this just trembling of just the muscles just tenseness tenseness and just start the muscles just start getting tetanus <laughs> yeah. getting tetanus and just getting rust <laughs> sorry i'm all excited this is um, i apologize i just thought it was so good <laughs> no you're good so i will charge f- charge forward in my rage i will run past uh six and pretty much come right next to temple and I will take a swing at it with said lightsaber longsword. Swing away. As he's running past Six, with you just see Six just sees pants like his face is like being blown back, like holding on Pants is rage. Like, this literally fucking landed right in the corner between fucking thirteen and five, oh, and fuck. both of them were lit up. Oh. So it took a fucking it took it took a five, but with the plus six, it's still an eleven. That's amazing. Hit. It hits eleven Good hits. Shit. Awesome. All right. Uh, so I roll two d six plus four damage. So that is eleven. Uh, eleven slashing damage. Note to Justine. When you re-listen to this, you bitch, make your guys stronger. Because <laughs> y'all are tearing this bitch apart. <laughs> Torash's giant lightning cleaver. Lightning Meta- cleaver. Metagaming, I really want... I, I, I really want to hit it, too. Fudge it. Like, he adds a bit to the Hold back a little bit. Please. It's nice that I actually made contact with it with my light sword. Yeah. You know, the past two combats, I didn't even make a single oh. fucking hit on anyone. You did it. Oh, to say six actually killed it right before you were about yeah. to hit it. Yeah. Yeah. Swung down six, on just, six gave it a look and it just like whittled away. Oh, man. <laughs> six isn't sorry about that. Torash stabs this thing with its light sword, hits it, and you kind of see that when the light penetrates the dark crevices between all the fucking pile of shit you saw, you see like an eye sticking out that's completely Ugh. bloodshot. You see fingers grabbed like it's trying to claw out. And then as you pull your sword out, those things kind of disappear back into the darkness. Ugh. And then Pants, <laughs> in her rage, just takes her friend cards and rips them. <laughs> no friends for you. <laughs> no friends for you, you pile of shit. Yeah. I don't need these anymore. I don't remember the last time I had fought if you had actually described your sword as being a foot wide, but that's fucking huge. That's, um, it's yeah. like it's cloud, it's like, like clouds big old. Shit. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Like, that's like, that's like eight times, like, Large, larger than average, you know, because some would say, <laughs> some would say, because some would say like three to four inches wide would be like is is good enough, but now you're at a foot. So, hey, Arland, I mean, who, what, how is three to four inches good enough for anybody? Why are we always doing dick jokes? Why are we always Just doing dirty? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing you got to remember that that Torash is fucking seven feet tall. So Every, it's how you use your sword, Anthony. It's how, it's how you use some sword. people. It's about the width. Have preferences. There's yeah, you preferences for everybody. Has preferences. Was that bloodshot? I was that. The actual thing, or was that like the people that it's ingesting? You don't know. Mm. Is that pants asking, know. or that's pants know. asking? Where's the line, man? You all know. We don't know. Um, don't I will know. say. I would say actually, you're close enough, pants. Yeah. It looks like more people. Fuck, Grayson, you're up with Temple on deck. Cool. Yeah, I'm going to uh, 
strafe about 15 feet towards the wall. Strafe. About right there, just to get a good beat on this thing. Get a beat. Uh, pull out my rifle and shoot at it. Pew, pew. Shoot it. Uh, does a 19 hit? Oh, man. I don't, I don't know if that hits. <laughs> Absolutely, it <laughs> does. So. Yes. yes. Shoot it! Give me that damage. I am going to uh, turn on favored foe to that, which reads, just for the people listening, when you hit a creature with an attack roll, you can mark the target as your favorite enemy for one minute or until you lose concentration as if you're concentrating on the spell. The first time on each of your turns that you hit the favorite enemy and deal damage to it, including when you mark it, you can increase that damage by 1d4. So that will be uh, nice. in total for both the weapon damage and the favorite foe damage, 11 piercing damage. So Grayson kind of slinks into the shadows against the wall, loads his friendly rifle, bam! And actually, this time, you see parts like shoot off from this laser rifle hit, like... And it kind of schlumps, and you see it kind of reposition itself and kind of face that way. And those two uh, metalish weird things are doing it. But as it hit, you heard. Started zoom zoom. We're taking on water. Please kill my wife and daughter. The water, it's. Why is it moving? Man's got absorbed. And then Temple is up with the pile of junk up next i should have named this thing <laughs> big old sack of shit big old so to say big old pile of shit <laughs> temple's prone right temple is prone yes okay uh temple's going to do one of those uh jackie chan kick moves to stand up so he's like Ooh. swing his legs and and stand up and i think for a bit of flavor that's also going to be his uh unarmored strike or unarmed strike like a break dance move Fuck him up, Temple. That's a 20 after mod. Nice. Now that he's on his feet, um, you see Temple do... He's been punching and kicking monsters this whole... You know, the entire time you've known him, but he does sort of a new movement that you're not familiar with. He sort of sets up a movement, and you see his uh, palms, sort of a black aura, surround his palms as he's moving. So he's making a, you know, sort of arcs of this, like, black stream of uh, energy. That's sick. And he sets up a palm strike and he uh, hits the uh, sort of shambling mass with hand of harm, which is a new Damn. new thing for him. Special. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about Special. it. That's like, that's cool as shit. You use key to inflict wounds when you hit a creature with an unarmed strike. Uh, you can spend a key point to deal extra necrotic damage equal to uh, one roll of your martial arts die plus wisdom mod. So you can do that once per turn so i think that damage that i rolled roll this as well so i think that's i think that would be added to the unarmed strike i think that's how that read yeah so it's four extra damage extra yeah so seven for that and then yeah so i'm going to follow that up with another key point i'm going to do a flurry of blows which is this action scene has everything it's awesome uh, immediately after you take the action attack action on your turn, you can spend one key point to make two unarmed strikes as well. So sick. Blow this thing a pot, kid. <laughs> Destroy it. Oh yeah, Temple rolled a thirteen and an eighteen, and then did both hit. ten more points of damage. So he, yeah, he wheel kicks, does a 
necrotic palm strike and then backs it up with two more like Wing Chun like fast punches. <sighs> Fuck oh, yeah. So Temple, you just see boom, boom, and he seems to know exactly where the weak spots are. And I don't want to pull a Matt Mercer and say, how do you want to do this? But basically, how do you want to do this, Temple? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the I think flavor wise, his hands are still his palms are still glowing with the you know hands of harm. And, you know, when the last strike hits, I think he says, be at peace and just bashes it as hard as he be can to, to put it, you know, mercifully kill it. Because that's not a fun existence. So as you do that, you hit this last time. It kind of like you hear screams, multiple screams of victims just escape. And it kind of the screams like ah, as this thing starts to fall apart. And then a yellow slimy liquid that almost has like an oily sheen starts to slowly drip out from the parts. And now the darkness that kind of surrounded this, these parts and like held this chaotic clump together seems to vanish. And it just looks like a bunch of fucking junk now. And this yellow oil just slowly drips out. Torash, do you want to light that up? (laughs) Oh boy, do I? Um, So yeah, so, Everyone, everyone, take a sh- everyone, take a step back. Wait, can can Pants have a sample first? Can I take some of it? Sure, go ahead. Also, I'll grab I'll grab Pants and I'll just put them on the ground real quick. Be careful, Pants. I don't know what the hell that shit is. <laughs> pants, roll a dexterity save or wait, no, Constitution saving throw to get a sample. Eleven. Yeah, you're able to get a sample. Okay. <laughs> so he takes out a little vial and he just scoops some of it up and corks it. Okay, go ahead, Torash. Good. So I'll grab I'll grab pants again, throw them back and <laughs> throw them back in my shoulder, and I'll take a nice nice deep breath and uh, breath weapon onto the onto the oil. Okay, in an enclosed space, here we go. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, we're I, I would I'll say that we're all like pushed much further back than where we are, like more towards the door. So your breath weapon it comes out of your rumbling chest, and this stuff ignites like oil. Oh, shit, quickly fast sparks all of a sudden the fire catches on top of you and you notice the oil is actually dripping from the ceiling there is flames completely around you bigger than you thought kind of jumping out smoke starts billowing (coughs) coughing the bodies that were in that junk catch on fire you smell burning flesh as it burns down the back of your throat so Torash breathes. I don't think he realized the reaction that was going to happen of this oily substance. And the whole room is kind of starting to burn. The heat instantly hits you. Um, and it's it's not looking good. It's the, the smoke. The, you're coughing due to the, the disgusting smell of that burnt flesh. Um, and there's just hot smoke building in every direction. And it's kind of closing in on you guys was not the funeral pyre I was expecting. Apologies, everyone. Let's go. Run! Run! Torash, what did you do? Not Nothing, Grayson. Run! Go, everybody, out of the room, now. And I stand by the door and make sure everybody gets out. The door is closed. And does not open. Why? Who closed the door? <laughs> is, it a, is it a push door or is it a slide door? It's like automatic slidey boys. Torash is going to try and yank it open and hold it for everyone. Pants will help. <laughs> strength with advantage because Pants is helping you. Oh! Okay. Pants on the shoulders, like pushing against Torash's shoulders on the door. <laughs> pants, yeah. pants has a crowbar though, yeah? Oh yeah, I have a fucking crowbar. <laughs> yeah, Six has a crowbar too. There you go. 
with uh, with advantage, Torash rolled a 19. Torash, your muscles bulge, your nails dig in. This door is not opening. Fuck! Fucking trapped in here. Is there any, like, uh, electrical component, like a, a, a pad or anything like that? Yes, it's on the wall. Um, the fire is getting closer, though. Is it is it on? Like, is there lights coming from it? No. What if we shoot that? Uh, I was like, hey, uh, Six, uh, maybe you can uh, do your thing uh, with your little, uh, uh, I can block picks and and get this thing over, jimmied over here. I don't know. Uh, either that or pants, maybe. Uh, it looks like a more complex lock than I've ever seen. Roll investigation, Valen. I think Temple's, like, just fucking kneeling and, like, <laughs> doing, like, fury rights. Praying. <laughs> Accepting it. Valen rolled a 10 for investigation. Yeah, as you kind of look between... It doesn't look locked. It looks stuck. Oh. Almost like when you guys were, this metal thing was kind of moving and pulling parts, like something kind of got these doors stuck. Oh, shit. Um, I need Grayson, Six, and Pants to roll constitution saving throws because smoke is now filling your lungs. Hell yeah. I'm not making Valen or Torash do it because they have some resistance to fire and Temple, you don't breathe, so. The Cobalt doesn't have that. Do I, I just have the night vision thing? Maybe. We could check. Give me one second. I, I got a question, DM, real quick. Yeah, what's up? Our spacesuits that we have on that have kind of morphed to our clothing, are the helmet parts attached to that, or is that a separate piece that we had to carry? No, you had to have to take it with you, yeah. Pants, I don't see resistance to fire, unfortunately. Ew. Six rolled an 18. Grayson rolled a 19. Uh, Pants rolled a 17. Nice. 17, 18, 19. Um, okay, yeah, you all are trained enough and have gone through things, whether it was in the mines for pants, you know, through Grayson's Dragonmire training or Six's adventures as a bounty hunter. You know how to, you know, channel your oxygen, get into spaces that are lower or, you know, away from the smoke, and you're doing okay, but it's getting thick and heavy. Your eyes are watering, and like I said, the back of your throat is burning. Uh, Donald's gonna yell out. Um, yeah, um, actually, you know what? It. It actually kind of looks stuck. I'm not really sure. Uh, can anyone else help me check this out? Like, see where uh, maybe it's jammed or something? You said the magic word. Uh, I, I guess I thought she was going to pull his sword out and just fucking try and episode one Koi-Gon Jin it and just jab it yes. through the door and try and cut a big enough circle in it. There you go. Pants will jump off of Torash and help investigate. Okay, so really quick. Those are all, we're all going to do all those moments. So Temple had said helps the magic word, right? Yeah, I, I think just, yeah, he'll, he'll, work with Valen to, to investigate or try to figure out where it's stuck or how it's stuck. Pants roll investigation with advantage because Temple's helping. 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 He's a helping boy. Torash, roll an attack roll with your sword. Oh, let's go. Torash rolled a 19. Um, Pants rolled an 11 and a 6, so an 11. Um, Yeah, Pants, you can, from what you can see, it's also stuck, but you can't really see how or why. Uh, Torash, your light sword goes through, but it is uh, it's very hard to move it. Like, you're barely getting centimeters as the minutes tick by. Taurus is going to go into a... Where is it here? I'm going to use my new feature ability, and I am going to go into a frenzied rage. Okay. yeah. Torash, you begin your frenzied rage. The veins in your arms bulge. Your eyes roll in the back of your head, and the others feel a pulse of power. Roll off your scales. Where does that rage come from? Have you ever experienced a fire burning inside you as well as around you? A rage so fierce and powerful that the singeing heat inching towards you matches the heat you feel in every fiber of your body? 
That's what Kathal Tarash, the voice breaker, felt as he fought to save the lives of himself and his friends. The scorching heat of the burning room sparks a memory in Tarash's mind. A memory of fear, but also heroism. A memory that sends himself into a deeper anger he has never felt before, to push himself harder to survive. The harsh winds and rain pound the glass of young Tarash's room, back in his home settlement on the planet of Notuv. Bad weather was a common sight, but this storm just didn't feel right. There was fury behind it. In truth, Tarash was scared. He could see that his father, Zornar, was unsettled by this storm as well. My young Torash, Zornar said, do not be afraid. I can see you're scared. You must remember, you can't calm the storm, so do not fear it. What you can do is calm yourself. The storm will pass. I will, Papa, Torash responded. Do not worry, my child. It is but another storm. You know as well as I do that the Kathal people have weathered worse storms for thousands of generations. This shall simply be another example. Before he could finish the sentence, sirens begin to blare throughout the settlement. Level 5, threat imminent. All hands to battle stations. I repeat, level 5, threat. I need to go, Tarash. Take your siblings and your mother and hide them in the bunkers below. Go! Young Tarash jumps out of his bed, running to the room of his sister, Sora, and then to the room of his twin brothers, Tarhun and Tarheen. He then finds his mother, Mishan, just outside their door and leads them all to the bunkers. Although he is not the oldest of the four, he leads them as if he was, and assures that everyone is inside before entering the bunker himself. After getting everyone settled in, Tarash gingerly walks up to a small window inside the bunker. The storm he sees is not natural. The clouds charging towards them roll and twist like black serpents. The darkness within makes the sky seem like it's nighttime. He looks to the left and sees an army of soldiers standing at the ready while one figure stands before them, unfazed by the rain and the threat looming. Torash's father. As Torash looks to his right, he sees what is the cause of the storm. An army of undead led by a necromancer floating above his horde. Suddenly, Torash hears a war cry to find his father charging towards them with no fear in his eyes, with his army directly behind him. Torash then looks back to see the dark figure slowly raise a gray, bony hand and points towards the oncoming onslaught of the Dragonborn people. The army of undead are unleashed from the darkness and race towards Zornar and his army. As he watches the battle unfold, his father was clearing a path as if the army of zombies wasn't even there, slaying his enemies left and right, using his powerful magic, his beautiful sword, and the fire within his chest. What Tarash had witnessed that faithful day is not only a memory that we'll never forget, but it was the spark that led him in the path to be a protector, a lending hand to others, and a symbol for those to look up to in times of despair. As the memory fades, he's brought back to the burning room, slashing away at the door. Torash says to himself, I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing it for my family. Back on no two and those right behind me. So yeah, as he's screaming and sawing with his sword, it starts to move. 
slowly, slowly, but the fire's still coming in closer. I need now everyone to roll a constitution saving throw. Because Temple, it's getting hot enough for you to melt. Oh, shit. <laughs> Not one. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Pants rolls an 18. Grayson rolled a nine. Taurus rolled an eight. Uh, Valen rolled a six. <laughs> it's just not on the dice today. Six rolled a 19. Can I, would my, sh- would my fidget cube shield do anything against the fire? If I, if I cast shield? If anything, I might be in trouble too. Um, so six and pants, pants is looking down at fidget, trying to figure out a way to shield you guys, panicking as it starts to slip from his fingers. Um, six, you can kind of feel the heat singeing, but you're okay. Everyone else, I need you to roll a d6 of damage because you're starting to suffocate or melt. What do we do? <laughs> oh, thank God. Taurus only took one point of damage. Uh, Valen took three points. Temple took four. Three. I'm panicking. Temple. I think he was just standing closest to the fire because he stood up from funerary rites. So it just makes sense that he'd fucking burn. Oh, Jesus. Temple, because you rolled a natural one, we're going to double your damage. Oh, no. So you take eight temple. You start to feel that parts of your metal is overheating, like your wires might be bursting internally, and everyone else is starting to cough. Your lungs are burning, and all all the while, my hell hell puppy is totally fine because she just is frolicking. actually made of fire. She's just like huh, <laughs> and like her tail's wagging in the flame. Totally. So fine. there's something stuck in the control panel, but not, or is it behind the door? I was confused by that because this thing in combat. Somehow obstructed the door. I don't know. You don't know. Unfortunately, in this situation, all you know is that this door in front of you is stuck and you cannot figure out how to open it. Torash is still working his way. He's got about six inches of a hole now. So it's pretty small. Hey, six inches is above average. (laughs) There it is. Very much above average. (laughs) It's not pretty small, you know. Pants was looking at his... He wanted to see if he could try to use his I was trying to see if Fidget could... If I could use the shields both and... It would shield us from the fire, but I don't know if that would. So what, tell me what Fidget does. So Fidget, um, he goes, uh, Fidget produce a shield to shield everybody from the fire. And he like a shield comes up, or hopefully, <laughs> I was thinking is a shield would come up and like shield all of us. Like, so we're behind it and then the door yep. right behind so the, us. So a shield pops up and you, the smoke kind of buffers a bit, but it's not necessarily like deteriorating the fire. Okay, so it stops the smoke. Um, I have, I, I have something. All right, uh, Valen's gonna turn to everybody, and I'm like, "Do y'all trust me?" Yes. Yeah. Do you trust me? No. Absolutely not. But I don't. It's better than nothing. <laughs> but I don't want to die, so go ahead. Yeah, let, um, I, I, I have, I have one thing that I can do. Um, it's kind of a long shot, but I trust you. Torish is still adjusting his fringy range just going to the door. Okay, um, I'm going to uh, cast teleport and we're gonna leave the room and end up on the other side of the door. Holy shit, fuck yes! So I, I, out of nowhere you just, there's like a white flash and then instantly we're on the other side of the door. Yes! I grabbed my dog, yeah? Yeah. Okay, great. Okay. Yay! Holy <laughs> shit! Oh, <laughs> Oh my God. That was remarkable. God is so pissed. Pants just starts weeping uncontrollably and like crawls over to Val and goes, thank you so much. I thought I was going to die. Oh, Pants. And if you don't mind if I do this, Justine, 
Sin Six and Grayson are skeptical of me. Uh, can you guys roll perception? Yeah. Taken over. Oh. Taken over. Grayson rolled a twenty-one perception. <laughs> Six rolled an eleven. Okay. Um, I made it a little bit of low DC. I um, it was a ten. But you notice as um we get back a little glimmer around my head <gasps> and it just kind of like it's like almost like shimmering like it's kind of odd because what is there but my horns in my hair but it kind of like my horns itself kind of like shine and sheen a little bit and then it goes away you all appear and pants is crawling <laughs> on the floor crying <laughs> and the doors perfectly open <laughs> all the fire is calm embers and you hear oh shit well, well, Cato and his ragtag group of friends survived. And you see the demon Tareth sitting upon the pile of junk, just clapping and staring at you guys. What the fuck? Fire kind of dancing on his shoulders. Pants pulls out his cards. <laughs> <laughs> are, are these the non-friendship cards? They these are be. the skeptical friendship cards. Angry Pants cards. Here we go. Therefore, his mom gave him specifically to him just in case he came across a new person that he doesn't really like too much. <laughs> I just I just envision pants with like this leather bound, almost like Rolodex divider Rolodex. of like yeah. suspicious <laughs> friend, mad. Question. Do we do we do we know this is Tara? Aside from Grayson? We all saw him. Do we see him? You all see, yeah. You all saw him originally when oh, okay. he grabbed, uh, yeah, when he originally transformed. Oh, that's right. The last time he visited Kato, Grayson, he calls him Kato. The last time he visited Grayson, it was in Grayson's mind. So you don't know about that one, but you all see him. You all recognize him from the fawn mm. that transformed and cursed his arm. Fuck. Um, and do you guys? And like I said, the the fire looks like it's barely like coal simmering, completely controlled. Do you guys enter to talk to him, or what, what do you want to? What do you do? Because you all are standing at the doorway, and he's sitting on this pile of junk, almost like a throne, staring at you. Pants has the cards out. Yeah. <laughs> um, Valen's gonna walk up. Torash is gonna stay in the in the hallway, still kind of catching his breath after what just happened. So I took the uh, the level of exhaustion because now I took the I came down from my rage. So. Um, Grayson's just gonna stand in the doorway and just kind of exhaustedly glare at Tareth. Pants leads over to Grayson and goes, Is that the guy who gave you the sketchy tattoo? Yeah, that sure is. Okay, and he puts his cards away. <laughs> <laughs> Valen's gonna walk, uh, kinda take a couple paces forward. His right hand is gonna be on his pistol, and his left hand's gonna be glowing. Uh, the, you can see the stone glowing. And uh, Valen's going to say, well, what the hell was that? And what the hell are you doing here? He's going to stand up and kind of like walk up to you. And he's taller than most of you. And he's going to brush off some soot from your wings, Valen, and be like, just checking to see how creative you would get in a life or death situation. What do you want right now to observe? get to know your characters. I must say, you're not as lacking as I originally thought. I might even be impressed. Well, good for you. 
we're on a mission. So if you wouldn't mind, we're going to get going. He kind of takes his fingers like this and the cards that Pants put away slip out and like drift towards him. Hey, those are mine, you fuckhead. Give those back. (laughs) (laughs) He like just, he looks at you and he like smiles. Apologies, Kobold. I don't think we've been properly introduced. And I'm not sure how much Kato lets you all into his head like he lets me in his head. Can I have my cards back, please? And don't you fuck with them. I'll know if you fuck with them. (laughs) They're really important. (laughs) Better not be mixing them all up. Have a system. (laughs) (laughs) He grins at Pants and hands him his cards back. And then he kind of grabs one of his horns and just moves him to the side as he walks up to Grayson. His eyes look at him up and down and kind of linger on the tattoo that he gave him. And you just see a like you just see a shit inning grin smirk kind of go on his face. Uh, And he turns back around, walks towards the center of the room and looks over his shoulder. Well, I guess you're not all in the mood to chat. I'll leave you to your quote unquote mission. Let me know when I'll have to swoop in here and save your asses again. I'm only a call away. You didn't save our life. That was Valen. Who who do you think you are? You you almost killed us, you fucking asshole. Kill you? No. Watch and see what kind of heroes the council had chosen. Watching and not helping. I wouldn't want to take the fun out of things, empty one. Clearly. (laughs) Remember, little Kato, just hold the tattoo and say my name. Don't try to compensate too hard with that sword. You can barely lift Dragonborn. Ooh, rude. Says the one who's taller than me. And at that, he disappears. The fire kind of builds a little bit, but it doesn't go back to what it was. It's almost like he was keeping it muted. What a weirdo. Sorry, guys, I got a little heated there for a second. I hope you... No, that's not me, usually. It's just when I'm really scared and angry. Temple inspects his, like, blown wires and says, I think we got all got a little heated. <laughs> <laughs> Was you being angry, Pants? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, let's get out of here. Yeah, let's leave. Can, can we do that? Because I think, I think Temple's hurt. I would see that in this, in this moment of just kind of, like, calm after everything that just happened. And I would walk up to temple and i say here i can help and i put my hand on him and cast cure wounds thank you grayson had that devil met with you after our meeting in the field he spoke to me once in my mind i'm sorry that happened that must be disturbing what did he say (sighs) nothing of great importance but it is something we're gonna have to deal with or at least i'm gonna have to deal with more taunting more or less the same shit than when we first saw more or less we're gonna have to remove your mind. I can do that. Or at least remove this curse. <laughs> Pants, you can do that? Yeah. <laughs> Pants. <laughs> okay. Anybody could do it with the right tools. Huh. He's got cards for that. Oh my god. <laughs> I need to see that Rolodex at some point. That seems <laughs> full of hidden and dark wisdom. Jesus. Temple, you you heal for five. It's the fantasy the fantasy space equivalent to YouTube. <laughs> he can do anything. There's remove foot. Yeah. There's remove hand. There's remove eye. I don't see remove head at all. <laughs> One thing, um, as Tareth disappears, 
Valen, when he had touched your wing and brushed the soot off, the energy that you felt coming from him felt extremely familiar. Okay. Uh, uh, oh shit, he's your patron. <laughs> like, um, like calming familiar or like? Like it felt like the energy you get from your patron. Okay. So can we start walking towards back out to the out now? <laughs> That was the most exciting funerary pyre I've ever been to. So we know that that, that that's where the signal is coming from. There, is there anything left to explore that we know? Yeah, there's tons of doorways and rooms and things if you want to explore. What if we go back into that room? Because that was where the the thing was coming from. I think whatever remains of that body is useless to us now. Um, well, we got two options. Uh, we still got to find that tracker. And uh, I think we need to do that. But at the same time... There might be some things we can use as far as uh, repairing um, our ship. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, Odin crystals and stuff. Yeah. It might be better to split just to cover more ground, but at the same time, um, I don't know if I want to get stuck in another situation where um, there's only half of us. So what you guys could do if you like, you can literally say, Justine, fuck off, we're figuring it out. But if you wanted... You can all be together while like pairs of two of you go and explore while the others take short rests um, and kind of break up and continue to do that if you like, if that seems like a logical way of exploring. That's good. Yeah. And I think like fast tracking the narrative unless unless like really eventful stuff happens. I don't I don't know what's planned, but I'm going to fast track it. Yeah, I want to do that. Let's do that in fast track. I vote for that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Unless you guys want something else to role play about your encounter with Tarith or the big cube or. Okay. So the group kind of settles down together, um, nursing wounds, temples, rearranging wires internally and fixing things. Um, and you can all take a short rest if you need it. As you explore, Pants goes off at one point with Valen and finds an Odin crystal, a usable Odin crystal that was in the reserves here. All right. Woohoo! Can I ask Valen a question since we went off? Yeah, absolutely. Just for a little, just a tiny bit of role play. Oh, you can do as much as you want. So, Valen, what special device did you use to teleport us like that? That was super cool. Um, it's. I want to know just so you know, I could add it. That that uh, is something that uh, I've come across recently. Um, I'm not really sure how it works. Do you have the thing? I could scan it. It'd be really cool if you, if you don't mind. Um, yeah. So I'm just gonna kind of hunch over, like take a knee, because I'm like six feet, right? So. Yeah, pants is very small. So I'm going to take a knee and then I'm going to kind of tilt my head down and then just like, yeah, if you want to go ahead and scan it, it's on my head. I don't want to have to take it off. It's on your head? Yeah. Would it be a spell to identify? You could do identify or you could roll arcana or investigation. I roll a 19. Nice. Very good rolls today. (laughs) As you uh, kind of look, you see you like look for magic and kind of investigate. Um, You notice that there's a faint outline of almost like it's like a not a crown, but like a it's almost like there's some kind of hat type thing that's blending in like camouflage to Valen's skin that you can't no one can see normally unless they're really looking. But it has a magical signature Um, and that is the helm of teleportation that's on his head. So you just happened to come across the helm of teleportation? Uh, yeah, so um, as you know, I don't know if, actually, I don't even know if you know, because we haven't really talked about it. 
Um, I am an archaeologist, so I uh, spend a lot of time uh, delving into dungeons and random locations, looking for runes, um, and this is happens to be one of them. So you have you had this the whole time? Uh, fairly recently. Okay. <laughs> this well, morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of pretty similar feeling to uh, to uh, um. To Grayson's tattoo kind of thing, I feel like. I wouldn't say so. I'm just saying, right? No? Ellie, what do you mean by that? Well, because it's like blending into his skin and skull, like... Oh, no, that's just part <laughs> of the magic of this item. Okay. Oh, um, so um, with that, I'm like, um, no, it's not really anything like that. And then I'll, uh, I'll actually pull it and touch it and then pull it off slightly. And then you'll see the actual helm itself like two big horns kind of like loki's i would say it looks like loki's thing Loki, loki's loki's head headdress thing like his little horn cool. mouth and then i'll pull that off slightly so it's off my skin and then you'll see that and then it'll it'll start to form and then i'll put it back on and then it'll kind of retract super cool fidget is like floating next to me and takes a picture <laughs> nice <Snap>. cool. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah. that was really cool okay Thanks for the info, Valen. So then I am assuming like Six and Temple probably go off and do their thing and look because you guys all partnered up. Mm -hmm. uh, and Six and Temple, you find a healing potion. In this world, they, they come in like in their pre these are small thin cases with basically like, you know, when you get an adrenaline shot, those huge shots that go right through mm -hmm. your sternum. It kind of looks like that. That's what the healing potions in this world are. Um, so you guys, you guys find one of those. Six, can I ask you a question? Yeah, sure. Sure, buddy. In, I I am on the way of mercy. That's that's my monastic tradition, and it gets me very close to the line between life and death. Death freaks me out. I don't understand it. You you're very acquainted with it. How do how do you sleep at night? <laughs> Sorry, that's like <laughs> it's a deep question. That's pretty funny. <laughs> we almost just died. Let me just ask you, how do you feel about dying? <laughs> how do you feel about killing people? And how do you deal with Doling that? out death and living so near to it. Well, I don't have these types of conversations with people, let alone machines, very often. I understand. But, you know, I guess realizing that I could come back to life, death doesn't scare me personally very much anymore, but... Picking who I who I kill really is just dependent upon how greasy of a scumbag they are and how much of a price is on their head. Mm. All the trauma I've been through in my life has just created such a disassociative separation inside of my brain that I just don't question it. Mm. I'm in the business that I'm in because I'm really good at it. And if it's if they've if they've done enough then I'm it doesn't bother me. I see. My master always said who you are is always right. And I struggle with that because I mean, it doesn't doesn't feel right to end a life, but here we are. Anyway, thank you. Sorry, that was a deep question. I realize that may be rude. <laughs> no, you're okay. You know what I will say? Is that I'm glad that your life didn't end tonight. Aw, hmm. six. Thank you. He, he raises his hand for a high five. She puts up her little kitty paw and 
says, "Ooh, ouch! Quite the f- <laughs> got quite the five there." I'm sorry. Does he just like keep his hand up like the first episode? Like he doesn't know when to like put it down. <laughs> yeah, I think th- yes. Thank you. Yeah, he, he raises his hand and then yeah, probably the clink of claws on on metal and then he just kind of you could tell if he had a mouth he'd be smiling with his hand still up oh <laughs> he's so cute do you want an- another one here you go oh, thank oh. you okay okay you want another one okay three's yeah. a good number I think he, he, he turns around he still has the healing potion in hand and i think he turns and with his hand still up yeah. You can, re- you can put that hand down. Now. I will. Thank you. <laughs> and then, yeah, you guys continue to, to explore. And then Torash and Grayson are the final team to go out. And they find um, the ship navigation pod. And as Grayson explores with his insanely high passive perception, <laughs> he finds <laughs> a chipboard for another ship mind that's still perfectly intact. Ooh, we can replace Jigalda, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Shit mines are super expensive and super rare because it's literally like some, it's basically a sentient type of being that's been around for usually hundreds of years. Jigalda's just a little warped. I bet this one has no fucked up. I bet this one's totally fine. What's the name of this <laughs> one? Chad, Chad Lago? <laughs> yeah. This was just Steve. <laughs> Galdaja. This ship no longer works, so it can't tell you what it is or show you anything. But if Grayson chooses to take it with him, it's like a perfect. It it can be plugged in another ship, basically. Yeah, I absolutely take it with me. I hope Pants has a virtual machine or something secure to plug it into. Because fuck, I bet it's messed up. (laughs) His name is Kyle, and he's a total moody asshole. (laughs) Hey guys, I'm Kyle, the shit line. Hey guys, my name is Kyle. You're probably wondering how I got here. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do drugs. Stain's cool. Torash, do you say anything to Grayson or vice versa? I, Grayson, I have to say that. That devil son of a bitch is one hell of a selfish prick, I'll tell you that. Yeah, you're not wrong, but that's not something we have to really deal with right now. I'd say let's just figure out what we're doing and get off planet and then figure that one out. Torash, I I appreciate that you are a um, man of action, as it were, but I think we need to start thinking through some of the the things, not just you, but we all collectively do a little bit more to kind of <laughs> Stay out of situations like we were just in. Yeah. Oh my god. Side note. Says the fucking flower pucking, plucking, hellhound shooting a-hole. <laughs> You're not here. <laughs> <laughs> also Temple's the one that spurred on the light the oil thing. So yeah. Not really it a Torash problem. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> to be fair, Gratian, it was not. it was not my doing. However, it, I was very, what's the word I'm looking for here? Willing? I was very trigger, I was very trigger happy to use my, my special ability as, as a dragonborn. I understand. I was very excitable, as you may not know, even though I am significantly taller than you are, I am very young for my age, so my decision ability is not quite there just yet i'll i'll say this about us as a whole torash we're all a little bit trigger happy to a fault 
I just pat Torash on the back and keep moving. Yeah, we need to get going. So you all took your turns with your short rest. Did you guys were you able to log that in your character sheets? Okay, I am I am fully healed. And so just to recap for inventory, Pants and Valen found one Odin crystal? Correct. So you have two left to get off the planet. Okay. And Temple and Six found healing potions? One. One healing potion. One healing potion. And then... Standard, greater. Standard healing potion. And then Grayson and Torash found the new computer mind. Correct. Look at our little note taker. Someone's got to do it. Yeah, her setup's great. She's like three different pieces of paper, character sheets. She, yeah. True artificer. I need it all. <laughs> I need it all. And now you're all together in this sunken, partially sunken military ship. I think this was our secondary objective. Should we get back to the shore? Yeah, I think we should get back to that so we can find that tracker. Well, the idea was to like harvest Odin crystals from this thing. Hmm. Then Odin would find anything? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> we found an Odin crystal. <laughs> All right. So that means we only got two left. Eight out of ten. Can the ship fly yet with eight? No. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> no. Well, I, told, I think I told you originally you technically need 12, but you can get it in the air at 10. Yeah, yeah. 10 is the, the ten bare is the, minimum. 10 is the, min, the max, the bare minimum. Hey, Valen? Yeah? The teleport you did, what's the range on that? Um... I don't know. I've only ever uh, done it a couple, experimented a couple feet. Okay. Because ostensibly, we can use that to get off world. What is the, what is, what is the, what is the range on teleport? 18 miles. I just envision us all like showing up. In front of Commander <laughs> Gallowood and Eighteenth Westwood, and we all just look like the With fucking all these things. I'm like, yeah, and we just look like the goddamn dog from the fly. <laughs> Remember the dog that got all fucked up in Arlen, the teleportation? So the real teleport spell has no range, and it's just as long anywhere on the same plane of existence. But not this. This is a different homebrew helmet. Yeah, because it's a. Uh, it's a. Uh, the only reason I asked Justine was she said she she already she already fucked up and get let me have the eight people. So that's now canon. Yep. So that's, nice. <laughs> that's what I was trying to be like. Hey, what's the range? The range, cool. We can just leave whenever we want to leave. Wee! God, imagine if you literally broke the game that way. Like within this session, just went cool. We're gonna teleport and find all the pieces Fast of the cannon. Travel unlocked. Find, uh, all the pieces of cannon. We're gonna yeah. put yeah. all the cannon together. <laughs> Boom, we're done. That was great. Thanks, yeah. Justine. Yeah. <laughs> cool story, God. We end on the tenth episode. At, we finish the campaign at level three. I'm like, ah, fuck off, DM. <laughs> yeah. Just all of us just holding hands, just blinking around, solving all the puzzles. <laughs> we're we're just we're speed running this. We're clipping through levels. We're speed running this. <laughs> Stardust echoes any percent. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I know. I, I know how many. Um. We talked about when I first got it. So, so in my in my world, yeah, eighteen. I think we. I told you that too. It was eighteen miles. That's fair. As you level up, that will go up. Damn. Don't worry, y'all get more magical items. I was really, really hoping we could just use it to teleport off the planet. <laughs> right? By terror, so we can finally get off this godforsaken rock. Can it teleport rock. a whole ship into the atmosphere? <laughs> uh, according to the thing, it says objects that can fit into a 10-foot cube. That's what the... Definitely not the ship, then. Okay, so are we hopping on the ship? On a little flotation boat? I would say so. Are we... Is our boat still there, Justine? <laughs> Yeah, it's still anchored and tied. 
Okay, I just want to make sure. No, I don't want to. I want. I, I want to make sure that we're not like coming coming over here and our boat is gone and we're just sol. And then I gotta fly back and forth, everybody. Yep. <laughs> Inferno Jean sees the boat again and starts wagging her t- fire tail. Uh, make sure we hold Inferno Jean and don't let her on uh, the boat so there's no uh, uh, mishaps. I got her. Uh, and then I'll fly down. Um, I'll, I, I can take her down if you want. Um, can it be? Can it be canon that I have fashioned a little hellhound puppy? Backpack harness, puppy little yes. like tummy harness, um, <laughs> you can, like a baby you can, Bjorn. But after wearing it for like five hours, it will burn through unless you somehow make it fireproof. Isn't leather just kind of fire resistant anyway? Does Torash molt? Oh my God, you use his scales. No. <laughs> oh yeah, can I use his scales? No, it does not molt. Can I have some? Can you skin, just graciously? Torash? Yeah, can you just graciously pluck some of them out? You will you will eventually six be visiting like shops and things of that nature. So when we get to that point in the game, we will have something for you. Mm. Okay, great. Okay, cool. So um, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, fly down and kind of secure the boat and hold on to it, make sure it's steady while everyone comes down as well. I'll throw I'll throw pants on my on my back as I descend downwards. So you know he'll jump right off of that. Mm-hmm. Any excuse to use his feather fall Mary Poppins Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So we're on the boat? We're on a boat. Any I'm issues? Okay. I'm on a boat. So you all are on the boat. Um, you look over at the sky. It's become a little bit overcast, uh, but it's still probably late afternoon. And your boat easily gets to shore because you're not going against the waves at this time. It's going with the waves. And you pull up and you've got kind of brush in front of you along the coast with some trees popping out here or there. Um, and then if you look down a ways, you see these this cave system where you elusively, that's not the right word, where you allegedly think the tracker is. That's the last location, right? Yeah, that the information from Sam, S-A-M, gave to you. Cool, so we go to that location. You mentioned last time we were about to split the party that it was like a tied in, tied out situation. Yes. Oh, yeah. So what is it now? So you walk closer to the caves um, and you're looking. The tide is about, oh, it's pretty high. So you would have to swim to get to into the caves. But you know that at two points during the day, the tide's low and you could actually just walk into the caves. But while you walk towards the caves, Uh-oh. nothing happens. It's a calm journey for you. <laughs> Rolling for wolves. Not wolves. <laughs> Not wolves. Oh, I lost <laughs> oh no. Oh, uh, fuck. I, I imagine we move up towards, you know, where the cliffs are and the water's up. And uh, I, I think temples. Um, I'm not going to swim. I can't swim. I'm out of oil caps. So I'm down to stay on the beach with Inferno Jones if everyone is all right to move ahead. I'll stay with Temple. I'm the, I, I can go in. I don't mind. I'll go in. Oh, you're not all going to wait together? You're, you're going to split? I mean, we, I guess we could we could have our beach party and rest. Yeah, beach, beach party. Well, how much do we know how much time? Valen, if you look at the sun, you'd, you'd probably guesstimate you have about two and a half more hours until it's at least like weightable type water. Yep, we're splitting the party. Beach party. I, I vote. Half of us swims for it, half of us stays here. 
yeah, I'm I'm down to swim for it. I've 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 gone through worse, so. No matter what, I'm pants is staying with Temple. You know what? You know what? I think Six is gonna stay with Pants and Temple and the puppy. Torash, I'll go with you guys. All right, all right. So we're splitting the party. Six has a sack of mushrooms. She's she's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, she's just itching, hang out itching to oh, crack into. Oh. Didn't even. Oh wait. my god! You just hopped right on that. This is gonna be amazing. Didn't even wait a second. I was waiting for this episode. Yes. Didn't even wait a second. You could not have a better trip sitter than Temple. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh no. Not at all. <laughs> He'll hold my hair back while I throw up. <laughs> Torash, Grayson, and Val- Valen prep prep to start going on a little swim. And uh, while Temple, Pants, and Six, and Inferna Jones sit along the beach and wait um, to keep watch and see if the waters subside low enough that Temple can safely kind of go. Temple, like I said before, you can swim for short periods of time, but it doesn't. It's not. It doesn't bode well for you. I don't think he likes to. Yeah, and this is this would be quite a bit of swimming. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be pretty dire. Quite a bit. Quite a bit. Quite a bit. Quite a bit. Do you guys say anything to each other as the three are going to leave? Um, Pants goes, so Temple, is there, you know, at this point, any modifications I could help you with or anything like that? You need any new armor or kinks smoothed out? Did you notice anything in the arms and body core that I gave you that wasn't already used on Fidget? Well, sure. I mean, Fidget's pretty small, so I could, like, put new plating on you and stuff like that if you need. I mean, you got me lots of materials to work with. I have some in my little backpack if you uh, ever so wanted to take part. I was just kind of hoping for the chance. Yeah, maybe we can sit and, and figure this out. I'm not opposed. So, Meta, Justine, I have no idea what that looks like yet. There is a Warforged, like, armor swap-out long rest thing, but I don't have that on my sheet. I think that's, like, a different Warforged variant. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'm gonna homebrew some stuff up so you and Pants can play with it. Because now that you're a level three, you, you can have some. Now that you're level three, we can, like, mod you, right? Yeah, that was, I mean, you guys had expressed that when you we first created characters, that you wanted to have a relationship where Pants tinkers and mods with Temple, and that's absolutely okay with me. Okay, so do the other the three leaving say anything to the group staying at all, or? Uh, Valen, Valen's gonna walk up to Torash, and I'm like, uh, Torash, uh, I'm all for you going, but are you feeling all right? Like, I know that last interaction with the door and the sword and all the smokes. It's uh, you seem a little more visibly tired than before. Uh, I I I mean, yeah, I. I am tired, but uh, I can't leave you guys alone. You know, I I feel like if we, even though I may be at seventy five percent power, I'd rather have two two full strength and one at three quarters than just two two at full strength. You know, I feel like having just that one extra person not at full capacity is better odds of getting out. All right, uh, Valen extends his hand out for the. Uh... The predator handshake. Dylan, you, you son, son of a of bitch. bitch. You son of a bitch. Dylan, you son of a bitch. The CIA got you pushing too many pencils. pencils. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, that's all I wanted to say. Um, Grayson will we'll pull six aside. Yeah. Six, keep them safe. Between you and me, you're the most 
deadly out of the three sitting behind. So Aww. just make sure that they don't die. Oh, I know. <laughs> I am also planning on ingesting some hallucinogenic mushrooms, though, as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And in the background, hey, Six, I got another one of those mushrooms if you want. Like you'd already popped one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Be, be right there. Okay. Well, <laughs> six. One last thing. If Valen comes back and I don't kill Valen. Holy shit. I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying. What was up with Hillbilly Hellboy and his Sparkle Pony action happening on top of his head? What was that all about? Yeah. I don't know. That's why I'm saying if Valen comes back and I don't kill Valen. Little glittery, glistening goddess. Sparkle pony action. Yeah, I don't trust him. Yeah. You sure you didn't already take a mushroom? You're just kind of <laughs> rambling about sparkly shit right now. I don't know if I want to kill him, but I don't trust him. But we'll, that will, you'll, we'll figure it out. You're, you're killing my vibe. Just get going. All right. <laughs> Actually, um, Val's gonna walk up to Pants and uh, give Pants a high five, and then I'm gonna be, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give Pants a high five. High five. And then I'll be like, um, uh, your little uh, your 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 little uh, tinkering little uh, fidget thing, the little floating guy. Yeah. Um, he'll be able to keep watch for y'all. Oh yeah, he's super vigilant. Yeah, he sees everything. Wink, wink, wink. <laughs> All right, just want to make sure he's activated, just in case. <laughs> as um, as Grayson's walking away, Six wants to give Grayson a a big a big slap on the tushy and gives him two finger guns. <laughs> yeah. All right, Grayson just like stares at her like, "What's wrong with you?" And keeps walking. Deep down inside, his face is really red and his heart beats faster. <laughs> <laughs> no, Grayson's actually really irritated at Six right now. Yeah. She says, have a good swim. <laughs> Grayson's like, hey, Six, here's some really important information. And Six is like, hey, man, fuck off. I'm trying to get high right now. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. Don't kill my fucking vibe. Yeah. Excellent. Don't no, be Grayson's a buzzkill, man. Like, okay. Uh, all right. One cool. more person so. I can't trust. Cool, cool, cool. You can trust me. No. No. He can't. <laughs> you sure can't. The outline of wings, dragonborn horns, and pointed elven ears face the crimson twin setting suns of Terra 19. As half of our group turns towards those suns, bathed in the deep red of their light, they head toward the mysterious sea caves along the coast. While a babe cat tabaxi, a small kobold, an infernal pup of death and two machines, one with wings and one without, sit upon the sand and see their team disappear into the setting sun. And that is going to be where we end our session today. Fuck yeah. Great session. Yeah, great session, great session, great session. That was great. I that was really it. good. Thank you so much for listening to episode 10 of our journey, Stardust Echoes. We can't express our gratitude enough and we can't wait for you to see what happens next. It's only going to get more insane. If you'd like to support us, come say hi on social media, check out our Patreon loot, join our Discord, or simply hit that rating and subscribe button. Things like that make the world to small creators like us. Until next time, the boys are out.